Hi, it's Michael Kerr here presenting Small Business Banter. Welcome into this very special edition of Small Business Banter Community Radio and Podcast. We're going to be running a four-episode series on cooperatives, and the series is brought to you by the Business Council of Cooperatives and Mutuals, Melina Morrison from the Business Council of Cooperatives and Mutuals. Over to you. Thanks, Michael. And we are just thrilled to be sponsoring this four-episode series because co-ops, as you know, are really important. They're especially important to small business owners that need to come together to collaborate, to get more of the supply chain or to export or scale and all of the other things that we need to do with other people. So in the four episodes, we'll be hearing interviews that you've done, Michael, with people behind four new cooperatives. And you're digging down on why and how they came about in the first place, why they chose the co-op model, and the difference the co-op structure is making in their business and to their community, of course, because it's all about people before profits. So if you are a current or prospective cooperative and you'd like to learn more about how they run, I really encourage you to listen in and get inspired and learn from others who are actually doing it right now. You can listen to this episode or any of the others by searching up Small Business Banter on your favourite podcast app. Okay, so welcome into another edition of Small Business Banter Community Radio and Podcast. Today is the first episode in the series that um, is sponsored by the Business Council of Cooperatives and Mutuals. We're going to be doing a series of four interviews to create awareness of cooperatives and mutuals as a way of doing business and also to, um, I guess, educate current and, and potential um cooperatives and mutuals based on the insights of the the wonderful people we're going to be interviewing over the next four weeks or so. So Kate Biondi from Galactic Cooperative, welcome into Small Business Banter. Thank you very much, Michael. Looking forward, as always, to chatting to someone who's doing it, right? And uh, well, you're the CEO of Galactic IT, which is an employee-owned cooperative. You're a founder of the of the business as well, yeah. or of the, the cooperative. Do you want to just give us a little bit about you know you and the Galactic Cooperative? So Galactic Cooperative was really sort of built as an umbrella um, business model uh, to run some other businesses underneath. So our main business is actually Galactic Scientific. They do service and repair of scientific equipment in laboratories. So we're in laboratories all over WA helping with whatever laboratory scientific equipment that there is. Um, we also have Galactic um, Sustainability. We used to have an arm called Galactic ICT, but we no longer run that. We got out of that a little while ago. I suppose being a worker-owned cooperative has given us the ability to to go with what works for us. So if it doesn't work, then we can sort of leave it behind and then we can bring on new things as well. So that's been one of the beauties of it. That being the particular model, which is employee-owned cooperative. So yes. You, you wanted to. You, you definitely wanted to engage your your staff, perhaps more than they might, 
with a with another model for sure yeah so there were um originally there were five governing fellows so we were the founding group that uh put a galactic cooperative together um and look we've i suppose we just reached our sixth year we're just about to have our sixth agm um i think there is a a phrase out there that you know you're an overnight success when you've been in business for at least 10 years so we're not quite there yet <laughs> yeah yeah no it's true yeah 10 years 10,000 hours or yeah. you know there's you know it's it's a it's a lot of commitment and effort to, to to get to the point where you can you know comfortably say we've we're overnight successes. Yeah. So, I mean, we keep growing. We keep, um, we seem to have little, little setbacks, but we seem to get over the setbacks and then we just keep going. And, and like you said, we're a worker owned cooperative. So we're actually the only worker owned one here in WA. Um, there are many other worker owned cooperatives over east. Um, and I do connect with right. them whenever I can. There is, um, there's a little group of us that try to, uh, mentor each other and, um, uh, get through. The different ways that we collaborate. Yeah, the different ways that we do do business. Yeah. 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 No. It, look, there's you know, it's got to be. You're not competing. I, you know, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't be competing in business per se, but you're certainly, you know, there's advantages uh, and uh, to be had by sharing. You know, how you go about running your particular, you know, your business, uh, your you know, business model, which is a employee-owned. Yeah. So, yes, it is. Yeah. It does come under um, uh, mm. that employee ownership. So, uh, yeah. we do encourage, although we still, there's not five of us that govern at, at the moment. We are down, we're down one governing fellow. Um, so, there's four four of us at the moment and we have, goodness, how many uh, employees? Um, and again, they're although they aren't members yet, um, we hope that in time, as they work with us, that they would like to become part of the business and take on that little bit more responsibility. But I suppose, I think with that responsibility also comes a lot of benefits. So that's what the options are there is that, is that you have more yeah. say, you have more, um, it's that, you know, one, one share, one vote, which is very much the democratic side of our governance. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine it also put you know puts perhaps a lot you know it puts weight on the decision as to who you bring in because they're you know they're not only an employee they're going to be part of yeah. which is a it's a good thing but maybe choose you know choose. It well. is. It's such a. I think that's something that all of the worker-owned cooperatives in Australia that I have connected with that is always like one of our main issues is is recruitment because it's our. The main part of our business is our people. That's what we do. We yeah. we provide a service. So uh, finding those right people, and it takes time. So you, of course, you make mistakes. You learn from them. You get. I mean, people maybe come on board and for their reasons can't stay, so they leave. So there's always this constant flux, as well as trying to find yeah. people who are going to yeah. fit really well. Yeah, yeah. No, it look. It's it, you know, it's uh, it's a it's a it's. Employee ownership is emerging, and I, I deal with it day to day, and in, in its different forms. But it it's got incredible upside. But it also it just carries a little. It carries a lot extra in terms of those decisions as, as to who you know. Not dissimilar to you know to selling off part of a business. But look, I think we might come back to that. I, I just you know just to kind of put everyone in the frame. So you started a 
the, the cooperative, you had a few divisions. So Galactic Scientific is the main one now, which is re- repairs electronic equipment. Uh, well, it's scientific equipment, so it scientific yeah, so equipment. it can range. The actual right. repairs can range from anything that's it could be electrical, it could be mechanical, it could be um, it, it's, okay. it's it sort of fits. So well, what we've ended up with is um, uh, is physicists. We employ physicists. <laughs> they have rocket scientists. Yeah, they have a very good um, background in in figuring out why things work the way they work and if it's not working then how do we gonna fix it <laughs> okay the, the, that sounds like a pretty high-end team you've got there <laughs> so so how did in the first instance mm. how how did I know there are other divisions and and, and the idea of you know starting a, a business that's a bit like a holding company and you try different mm. things that's that's wonderful but was there a particular reason um, that you went into you know scientific well I think so my partner Andre um, he um, had worked uh, in a lot of different places uh, for a lot of different big companies um, and I think then he started working for himself and he was galactic scientific that was it that was just a sole trader galactic scientific um, and as he was getting more and more work, I think um, he just found it overwhelming the thought of how to how to increase how could he bring people on um, but include them so that it was not just that they just had to do what they were told or I don't know it was just he was just looking for something different, a different way to bring people on that could be engaged in all the sides of the business. So when he came across the cooperative model, he just thought that just really synced with him and what he felt his business could really do with. So, and then it was a matter of finding other people to come on board um, to make it the cooperative. Uh, I was happy to when I when uh, he talked to me about the the whole idea, and we found out more information about it. And look, Co-ops WA was really instrumental in helping us find the information we needed to know how to go forward. Yeah, so you got that. Yeah, mm. the, the model sounded attractive at the time to Andre. You, you came came on board, but then he got support yeah. through Co- the yep. state-based cooperatives. And so yeah. basically yeah. the co-op grew out of being a sole trader. And in Andre's case, he was – in sign in that scientific area yeah. because it was something in you something about it was it was kind of like any the business evolved out of his passion and interest yeah his experience of what the other businesses wanted him to do he was ill at ease with how that service was provided and he felt he could do better so so i don't know if we're better but we're certainly different in the way that we operate so um, yeah, and and yeah. probably I'm um, going out in a bit of a limb, but consistent with the way you want to run, yeah, the business. Mm. And it, you, you could, you, I imagine at the time you might have been able to just straight employ people. Maybe you could find an investor. Maybe you know you could look around at a big organization organization that could kind of you know you could partner with in some way. So there, you know, there are different ways if you want to deliver a great service and 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 effectively grow the business. Yeah. Um we did um come across some barriers, I suppose, being a small business as any small business does when they're trying to get um 
trying to in- get people to invest, uh, we found it was just really, really difficult actually. So um, everything we've done, we've, we've invested in ourselves. The business itself has put money aside to help research and develop other parts of the business. So I think now that we've reached our, our sixth year of being in business, we're probably in a better position now to approach banks and other investors to, to, to help with us. But um, I suppose we've, we've also – our need to do that has probably dropped a little as well. Um yeah, yeah. It, it was I, definitely yeah, frustrating. It's so frustrating when you're starting out and you can't, yeah, get the money look, behind look at, you. <laughs> no, it and it's the same. I, I don't know many small businesses that haven't in that have survived that haven't been through that, and many yes. that didn't survive and fell over or thought it was all too hard at the time. So, yeah. you know, power to you all for you know contributing uh, to, for for continuing to. You know, to, to stick at it, and um, and I, and it does sound like I know there's a few things that seem to be important in the in the purpose of the business. You know, re- recycling seemed to be something yes. that you know was prominent, uh, but you know, it's also a very um, conscious decision to to uh, to take the business in a particular direction with a with a business model um, based on. High engagement of staff. I, I think that because yeah, it's a people like, business. It's certainly, as far as I mean, part of our ethos is that uh, um, taking care of the equipment so that it doesn't land up in landfill. So, um, and it works hand in hand with the businesses because they, if they get a new machine. Um, that's a whole lot of uh, money that they've got to spend. Plus, there's a whole lot of training that needs to go with the new machine, and so they see value in us helping them because it cuts cuts their cost too. So, <laughs> and we don't yeah, end well, up. It's with a good something. business case. Yeah. yeah. So um, sometimes when we do get retired machines, we strip them and um, uh, keep parts that are um, still serviceable, and other parts yeah. get uh, recycled. Or yeah, we do the best that we can with. The machine yeah. as a whole. Try and try and look at things in that more circular economy. Yeah, look, at, it's great. And and there are, look, there are for uh, for profit businesses and 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 social enterprises and other models. You know, looking at all that, you know, recycling, reuse, which is yeah. which is you know incredible. And um, yeah, it's just been so much so much waste uh, and so much um, encouragement to waste from you know bigger organisations. You know, yes. pushing. Yeah, you need to have the biggest, New. newest machine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when you don't. Yeah. Have no, to. <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. I got. I've got a. I've got a picture in my mind of what the warehouse looks like with lots uh. of, you know, <laughs> shells of. Yeah. So. Um, so much stuff. So much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'll get used one day. Um, and on and on today's um, edition of Small Business Band Community Radio and podcast, the Business Council of Cooperatives and Mutuals. Uh, uh, series um, chatting with Kate Biondi from Galactic Cooperative, and um, Kate, I, I, what I wanted to do now, you know, all, all that we've talked about today is um, is uh, is some of the challenges that you've faced as a small business, which is you know, if we put aside just for a moment that um, there is. Uh, you know, there's a, a different uh, employee-owned cooperative uh, model behind the the business, but you're still running a, um, a you know a small business, and you have to do that 
just like everybody else. So when you um, uh, can you just talk about some of the you know the the day to day operating challenges and how you deal with them perhaps differently than you might if it was a straight for profit business. Goodness, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think well, you've done you've done of- you've done you know a lot of great stuff to get to six to get to six years. You know, keep building the team. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm like- I think um, uh, involving all of our employees. I think has been very important. So um, our management meetings, or we're always inviting everybody to come to our management meetings. Um, we want to have input from everybody. Um, they may not necessarily get the vote at the end, but um, but the way we try to do a thing, everything is cooperatively. Yeah. Um, okay. I think as far as our governance go, I have learnt lots through BCCM. So doing yeah. train, some training through them. Um, uh, that's been very good. Um, I think the, the communication and the trust that you build is just really important in um, making that work. I completely understand that, you know, the potential for that engagement, that open book style to really turbocharge or to, you know, consolidate a, a, you know, a business and, and set it on the right path. But we talked about earlier, it, it's – dependent on getting the right staff, which it is in most businesses, but also what you just talked about there, which is this, it is a different business structure. It does have specific um, governance requirements. So um, how, how, so BCCM as an example of, of, they've been important for you in terms of rolling out a set of guidelines on governance and and to, you know that it, we, I don't imagine it's you know straightforward or <laughs> well, I think when you for the uninitiated yeah, yeah I think um so as far as our governing we have our four governing fellows um and I suppose we've already done a lot of work together in knowing where we want to be in 10 years time where we want to be in two years' time, where we want to be in 20 years' time. So we've got a, a, an array of timelines that we're trying to work towards um, and working towards those, of course, changes, <laughs> especially when you think that's where you're going and then all of a sudden COVID happens. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. let's move to the side. <laughs> we'll go this way now. <laughs> so, um, um, But I do think, especially around, say, for instance, COVID, um, that was really for our industry anyway. Um, we had a bit of an explosion there because uh, being in WA meant that a lot of the engineers that were coming over east to uh, fix machinery over here couldn't. Um, and so the companies over east were engaging with us so that we could be their hands and feet on the ground. Um, so we, we got more work. So we expanded slightly off sync to what we thought we would um, and we've had to manage that and of course managing that meant that we need more people um, and recruitment at the moment is quite for everybody I think there's a um, it's it's difficult it's difficult trying to find those right people it's probably always difficult um, I think for the skill level that we're after we would love to be a bit more uh, gender diverse <laughs> so <laughs> 
um, uh, we are more heavily male than than female, and so um, yes, we would love to see some expansion there. You're there as uh, CEO, and and you also personally bring, as I said offline, I was looking at your personal background before Galactic, and you've owned and and run small businesses. Yes, and. And I, you know, and your and your CEO, and I said, that's a, you know, that's a, that's a pretty good um, vote of confidence. Unfortunately, in. I don't get in. I'm not in the pay grade that a lot of CEOs in Australia are. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's only about tw- uh, there's probably about however many ASX, you know, top. No, it was a hundred. Yeah, well, they're all they're all fine. Yeah. <laughs> probably down to two hundred or three hundred, but yeah. But, but I, nevertheless, you're forging, you know, you're yeah. forging a really good business here, and and yeah, you like to see some more diversity. But yes, we are on a on a bit of a. Um, we're trying to find more female physicists or engineers to come and work with us. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Yeah. And and of course, myself. Okay, I'm CEO, but I've got to turn my hand to or a lot of different things. Um, mm. So I'm sometimes on procurement. Sometimes I'm doing pays sometimes i'm you know business coordinator sometimes i'm just i'm just doing the co-op secretary sort of thing so it's it 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 varies yeah but so yeah and 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 somebody has to do that to you know around your governance obligations around your communication with business planning there's a whole lot of things that you know you you and the chair of ceo probably you can sit down at the start of a year and write down 10 things you think you'd you know, you should be doing and, you know, you, you probably need to do it at another well, 10 I, or 20 by the end of the year that pop up. But I also up love that, are, that phrase of, you know, working in the business or working on the business. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. That can change from hour to hour. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, you know, like, this is what I, I think is fascinating uh, for me that you're running an employee-owned cooperative and you have some clear differentiators in the way you run your business. You know, you're really tuned into the recycling and, and high-end servicing of, you know, of equipment. But at the end of the day, you've got a, you, you're running a small business and, and none of that's easy. You've been around, you know, you've, you've gotten through six years, so you just have to deal with. And so for, for, any, for any cooperative, or for most that I've looked at or studied or had some exposure to, at the core of what they do is a you know is a is an operating business that, and you've got to have people that understand the the governance around cooperatives or mutuals because it's different to you know running a family business where you sit at the dinner table and you you know you do the books and you just you divvy up whatever's made or not made and you've got other other responsibilities and that's why I think it's as a existing or prospective cooperatives and mutuals, you know, to be able to focus on um, that at, at its core, they're running, a, you know, an important business and they've got to run it sustainably, financially and otherwise to, you know, otherwise it can be a disaster. Uh, one of our um, governing fellows is Kate, Dr. Kate Ringvall. Um, so she is just putting together her budding business uh, offering, which is um, galactic sustainability, she's sort of putting together a, a means of helping small business become more sustainable. So that doesn't just mean doing the recycling right. That is looking at wages. It's looking at how the business runs itself. How can what you produce be more circular? Making sure that it's sustainable in a long term way, not just what you're doing with the waste. It's it's more than that. 
Yeah. So yeah. Is that, does she venture into the sustainable development goals? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what she's trying to tick off for small business. So larger businesses already have to be accountable for some of, for them, those sustainability goals, mm. but small business sort of go underneath the radar, which I think is a bit sad. I think they're, it's easier for them to be set up to hit those goals as a small business and keep to that rather than trying to you know, to, to turn a big ship, <laughs> um, yeah. they're only little and they can just, you know, make making sure from the beginning we've got these policies and procedures in place where it becomes a lot easier. So, mm. yeah. No, and look, the um, I've had a, a couple of people on Small Business Banter over the last 18 months that were talking about the sustainable development goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in the um, in in the in the small business field because that's what you know largely what we talk about. One of them, in fact, both also you know did a lot of work in, in with um, education, mm-hmm. and so you know kind of building ground up within kids and children that this is this is part of the way you know you can live and make a difference, and so kind of over time that's gonna is gonna you know present itself or manifest in. In, in future business owners or future employees demanding more. So yeah. one of them was Annie, Annie Woolard, who's um, a Teach SDGs ambassador. Um, right. So doing a lot of work. Can I call that a, a, a new and emerging business unit of, yeah, of Galactic Cooperative? Yeah, it is. Yep. So from a, from the point of view of the, the governors, uh, the governor. Uh, the terminology is it? The we call ourselves founding? governing. We call ourselves governing fellows, but I mean it's. Oh, it's governing we're, fellows. We're, we're directors. That's that's the more okay, commonly so, used word. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but so then, they you know they've in the beginning, there was you know the the cooperative was set up you know had a scope to do certain things. One of them presumably is that if you see an opportunity, that's you know, yes. like sustainability that, you know, you've got the license yeah. in inverted commas to go after and, and you know, gr- so is that about diversifying? Yeah. Is it about capturing an opportunity that just seems too good to miss because you've got the right people? Not, well, I think we have the, I think we have the right people um, and certainly we're already doing the do. So, so like that's the way we run our business anyway. So I think it became quite easy to, um, I mean, and Kate, so Kate Ringvoll, um, she comes, she's a, uh, she's done a PhD in sustainability. She's been working in the area for a long time. And I think she could just see that we're already uh, performing as a small business within those, that scope. And so how can we help educate other small businesses and get it running for them easily? It doesn't have to be a yeah. big monumentalist sort of thing. Um, so, we, I mean, we had a little foray into electric bikes for a little while, and I think, um, I think, and yet, I mean, look, you learn from these 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 things, you get involved, and I think the product that we had was really good. Um, I just don't think the market was quite ready at the time, and then, and then, of course, electric bikes have just boomed now <laughs> gone but yeah they certainly have yeah. <laughs> which is great and yeah. that's fantastic glad they have um and in hindsight i would say well um it's probably good that we didn't do that um yeah it was a great learning time um 
glad we did produce our Svelto bike there for a little while, um, but we also had to call it quits at some stage. We couldn't keep pouring money into something that just wasn't getting off the ground. Um, so we we pulled. Well, that's that's your governance in in play right there, yes. though, right? Because you've you've got you've you've had a look at, you've explored, you've gone down the path, and you've you know for good reason. Maybe you saw an opportunity, and, it's, and you can't you can't. You know, you can't leave it sitting there forever. Yeah. It feels like you've got to try. Yeah. But pulling the plug at the right time and then looking for the next one. Well, I think another part of our business is the the um, involvement that we have with niche um, broadcast. So we've been involved with – I've helped build antennas, like huge things. <laughs> Um, so, and I never, wow. I never thought I would be involved in building antennas. But <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a that's number thirty seven on the list of the CEO duties. <laughs> Get out the back and build. That's right. So, um, yeah, but it's it's all niche radio stuff, and so it's just when someone comes, you know, someone has a particular issue, and certainly within WA, it's so easy to sort of go, oh, look, such and such helped with that particular thing. How about you contact them, you know? So it's just word of mouth. And, okay. Um, and then we we get the the little job, yeah. So um, um, it's and been we're, very we're interesting. And we're in it as a, yeah, as a business unit, is that is that in st- maybe developmental phase or? Like, no, you know, I think it's very ad hoc. <laughs> um, I, oh, think, okay. I think we all really enjoy it, but it's just a mm. little side thing that, that we do, especially my partner, Andre. I think he, he loves, I mean, when he was, what, 10, 11, he had a ham radio and um, he's always had an interest in, in radio. Yeah. Um, mm. And so when these jobs come up, he is, he's just loves working out Mm. He's a he's just a troubleshooter. He likes to work out yeah. how we're going to do that. How we're going to repair it. Um, he loves those odd things coming his way. Yeah, mm. and then yeah. So, but you know, as you know, he's one of the the you know the founders as well. So, yes. and, and he's got presumably there's a you know there's a some kind of uh, role description or expectation about you know to how he yeah. would. Use well, his fifty forty hours a week. So the gov the body, the governance thing again would kick in. That you know we can you know we we want to diversify. We want to mm. you know chase good opportunities, but we also need and to think, understand when they're not working. And that helps, of course, um, bring in. So the laboratory work that we do a lot of is geochem here in WA. There's a lot of geochem labs, but there's also pathology labs as well. There's universities. There's um, um, there's a lot of different places where laboratories are. There's the agricultural department. There's yeah. So what we have found is along with that diversification is that when some labs are booming, others are sort of on the back and then it turns around. So it's, it's almost like there's never a lack of work. It's just slightly changes <laughs> yeah yeah well um, and then of course it, we get these odd things in where somebody wants us to build a reactor for something or uh the broadcast stuff it's just out mm. of the blue we just get these little jobs um uh that need sometimes they need a bit of research and development and we're, we're happy to do that um mm. we do the research do the development help the business uh move that project along we might only be mm. one little cog in that, but 
it's always, yes, yeah, exciting. Well, look, yeah, no, it is, and look, it, it's um, continually moving, and 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 you need to adapt, and that's um, again to draw the parallel between you know cooperatives and mutuals and the business that they're operating. You, you've got to be. In my, there's very few. Adaptable. I think you can just let sit. Yeah, yeah. You, you've got to actively manage, and so this is one of the in this series of podcasts. We're really hoping that we're talking like we are today. And if somebody is about to start a cooperative, or if, or if there's a fledgling one, one of the things that's really important is to be able to get the right people around so that you can drive the business and you can respond to the day to day challenges you know that any small business throws yeah. up so and and take you know advantage of the opportunities that come as yes. well so yes so i'm just gonna um maybe if i can just um ask a few questions quite sort of specific questions mm-hmm. um has your um, business model as a as an employee-owned cooperative helped with securing new work or new projects in uh, in any particular way, or is it is it not a factor? I think um, if a new opportunity arises, then it's something that we talk about within with everybody um, on a level footing, like um, and say, you know, do we think we can take this on? Um, I don't know. I, I I'm not really sure how other small businesses would would do that but certainly as a worker-owned cooperative we would be like so do we have capacity somebody interested to take yeah. this on mm-hmm. so maybe we're yeah, no, I guess I'm sorry you go yeah so maybe it's more open yeah for the decision making around what we do and what we don't take on yeah 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 like I, I didn't really I, I was just thinking you know there's a there's a businesses that are leading with with purpose right yeah. they're, they're they're upfront about and I, I'm I'm not making any judgments but you know I'm just interested to know whether you know it kind of uh, at the beginning in terms of identifying new work or at least when you get in the lineup and you're you know you're you're pitching or you're negotiating whether that it helps you know and, and it does look doesn't you know doesn't make uh, yeah. Uh, any, but um, but what, what about think, with? The- I don't think many of the businesses that we interact with um, have a real understanding of what a cooperative is, let alone a worker-owned cooperative. Uh, mm. So sometimes we do get into conversations about what that means. And as far as them choosing us over somebody else, I think we've got a good footing in some of the larger businesses that we do work for because they've got to know us. Like it's been um, – uh, they like us. <laughs> I don't know. It's just yeah. – it's like, you know, these guys These guys are cool, you know, we'll just keep on using them. <laughs> well, yeah, that's good. Well, that's – like, you know, maybe we call that, you know, that's uh, something that differentiates what you do. I. I was going to ask if it's this, you know, if there's any, if it attracts better or different or more employees because they want to, you know, they're employees that want to be part of something think, and not just put in the. Co- yeah, I just don't corner. think people, I would like more people to know more about cooperatives. Just mm. 
to know more about cooperatives, let alone worker-owned ones. I'd like, because um, I, I can, I can potentially see worker-owned cooperatives all over the place. But, um, but it does mean a bit of a gamble, I suppose. You've got to, and the gamble is that the people who start the business want to share it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because so, you could just keep it all. That's right. And that's that's a legitimate and effective model for you know hundreds of thousands of small businesses. Yeah. So I mean, look, I think this is you know part of why this series is uh, there's some incredibly big cooperatives and mutuals and yes, you know, don't have to name them, and they've <laughs> been and the model's been around for hundreds of years. Yes. So it. And um, but it's having a resurgence, and I think BCCM are doing an incredible mm. job. You know, of today they um, shared a, an article on, um, on in one of the newspapers, the Australian or on link, uh, LinkedIn, about the Sea Lake Hotel, Sea Lake in Victoria, and um, it's in, it's a cooperative that was set up, and it responded to a need in the community, which was. The, the, that hotel, whoever the owner was, I can't remember the exact details, but the, the owner wasn't going to continue. I don't think, I think it was for sale and they couldn't get a buyer. Mm-hmm. So like, if we want a pub, mm-hmm. we're going to have to, we're going to have to buy it and we're going to have to run it. And they did. And it's, and it's going, you know, strength, from strength to strength. Yep. I can vouch for that. I've had a few beers in the front <laughs> bar and it's fantastic uh, front bar. That's fantastic. And, and, and I think the you know that's a, a vital part of you know that uh, in that case a, a you know reasonably small mm. regional community. So that that's respond that you know the need there is you know is very immediate and you know they're responding that we've we had one somebody used to run it as a small business or a medium business whatever they don't want to do it for that you know that maybe they wanted to retire whatever. Yeah. But no one's no one's coming in, or it doesn't look like anyone's coming in to take it over. So we're you know, we're going to have to do it, and that's another you know you've with Galactic you've you know kind of started with a, a business and a you know and a leader and a you know someone who wanted to do something, and you know it's it's evolved. But there will be other cases where you know um, people listening in are going, well, it could be a hardware store, it could be yes. you know a. a Agricultural enterprise, and there's you know there are thousands and tens of thousands of around. I do, I do find I think it's interesting how a lot of the bigger businesses, uh, as far as their governance go and their culture, it's almost like they're they know that there is a, a lot of value in having a good culture in the business. I suppose I feel that cooperatives just almost automatically come with the good culture, um, so we're not having to reproduce something or yeah it just is innate hmm what 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 do you think are the the bones of that i think it's partly the cooperation that goes behind it and the um and the so our model rules are um to start up a cooperative is not um you don't just buy it off a shelf it's um it's a bit more involved than that you've got to work out what your model rules are you which is like your um constitution, your constitution or, yeah. yeah um so there's a lot of thought uh, that goes into it from the beginning um and it and it takes a i suppose 
you're not doing it by yourself either. You generally need, yeah, it's a group like for us, it had to be five people. So we had to find five people. And actually it was quite difficult at the beginning when we knew, yes, that we were going to go for this. We were going to be a worker-owned cooperative and we had four people and we couldn't start the cooperative until we had five. (laughs) So (laughs) so it took us like a year to sort of get this this, um, business up and running because we just didn't have – all the elements that we really needed to be yeah. able to start it. So, and that's yeah. a big thing. That's yeah. And maybe, and maybe that's not fair. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, to some degree, I oh, feel like that extra that that work that we've had to put into creating it has made it even more sustainable. I was just about to add, and this is a comment only, but. It's not a bad thing either that it it takes some effort mm. and time to. It really, you know, I think it kind of, you know, it, it'll the owners, the original owner or the intending owners will really know that they want to do it if they, you know, have to work that extra harder. Mm. And you know, so I think you know, as a as an industry, if you want to call it that, it, it, there should be some um, hard work, work to just to yeah. get started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I certainly don't regret the hard work that we went through mm. because it was such a learning curve, um, yeah. and and very, yeah, very thankful to um, Peter Wells at Co-ops WA just for, not, um, I mean, his knowledge was amazing, but also uh, the people he connected us with, so that we were able to find out more yeah. information about being a worker-owned cooperative. Because he, I mean, although he yeah. he was very supportive of it, he had a lot of information around it. Uh, he didn't have a lot of first-hand experience with it. So it was like, you talk to these people over in over East. You've got to meet up. You've got to, yeah. That's how it should work. And, and what we'll do in, in the show notes, we'll, we'll put a link to those, that, that Peter and, you know, the organisation yeah. um, because that that's, you know, there's no, the, the knowledge is out there. Somebody's most likely been through it before. And yes. if you'd reach out to them, I'd, I'd suggest that a lot of, Mm. Uh, the cause well, will be and returned. again, BCCM was really it was helpful too. I got Anthony, um, yeah, linked up with him, and I just got mm. along so well. Just, just had yeah. similar um, visions <laughs> of the future, mm. um, and um, um, he was very helpful. There was a conference for BCCM here in Perth. 2019 I think it was end of 2019 and so it was really lovely actually meeting Anthony after only you know emailing and talking on the phone it was mm. like we finally met which is quite nice <laughs> yeah it's it's great isn't it it's um you know the a shared interest yes. and a shared um objective to you know to make um this this model cooperative generally but employee owned or yeah you know whatever derivations of it, you know, much more uh, in the in the public domain because mm. it's um, going to be an effective model for a lot of communities and a lot of um, businesses. Well, we would love to have a, a worker-owned cooperative conference at some stage, but um, it will probably be over east, um, and mm. we'll just wait and see with with COVID as well. So, but again, yeah, just meeting up even online with other worker-owned cooperatives and just talking about their how they're running their governance, how they're doing their recruitment, how they're whatever yeah. uh, is um, um, helpful. Yeah, 
This yeah. Well, I know Alan Gregg at uh, Employee Ownership Australia, oh, yes. and I own yes, regular content. He, you know, he does, is a wealth like of Melina, He's a you know, he's a powerhouse, yes. but he you know, and he believes in, and there are different there are you know different models of employee ownership, and uh, but yeah, he's you know he's a there, and and Andrew Clements the chair and. Others doing a power work and Melina Morrison at BCCM, so you know, and it it just feels like it's you know it's it's the time. So, (laughs) talking about time, um, I I just wanted to um, uh, just draw out our discussion with a couple of other questions and your best advice to other businesses or communities considering something like this, what would be the, the top two or things, the three things you would do to encourage them to go the next step? Oh, goodness. Um, so, I mean, I... to do the next step. Reach yes. out, so I guess reach out to the, you know, the people that you did in the, you know, in the first instance, you know, to... I think... Um, I think I've already given some thought to this question on your list of questions that you gave me, and um, <laughs> I'm trying to find my answers. <laughs> oh, that's okay. We'll come back to that. Yeah, no, that um, that's f- fine and dandy. Um, the because you know it's one of the you you know it's one of those things that you know we we do want someone listening to go. We have a need for um, private enterprise in this case isn't going to be the answer. Like we we draw a parallel with yeah. C Lake. You know, there, there was no one coming in to buy the mm, pub yeah. as another well, owner-operator. which it comes back to that thinking local. Like well, you can make it even more local. You can just – it can just be the people that are local can be part of and doing the business. Um, I suppose that's why I, f- I feel like worker-owned cooperatives could be anywhere and everything. Um, the pub could have been – Worker-owned, if they wanted to yeah. go that way, yeah. Um, yeah. a hospital could be worker-owned. The um, the bakery down the road could be worker-owned. Um, yeah. I could see potential everywhere, and I think that that investment that you're making in the that that the people are part of the business is what we're finding is that culture that people are trying to um, to bring about is. Yeah. It's got to be relatable to to the people, um, so bring them in, let them allow them in, and there can be different levels of membership as well. It's not just about the workers; it can be the customers too. It can be the it it's a whole right. uh, whole organism can be yeah can be yeah. created yeah yeah um, and and I think you know I'd like to think anyway that we're we're consumers or. Government even in tendering, you know, has a choice, um, you know, that you can't, you know, it's got to be, as you said, it's got to be about the competence to deliver the service or the make the product. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as, as the, the world of you know, sustainability and, you know, all, all, you know, all of the SDGs, you know, kind of roll out, you know, they, you know, might just give, um, particularly with consumers, a bit of a, a signal that this business, you know, is maybe the one they're going to uh, trade with mm-hmm. because they're supporting local or they're yes. supporting um, whatever it might be, you know. So yeah, um, you 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 also uh, before Galactic, you know, ran businesses of your own. So is that um, 
in terms of, you know, in your role now, helped you as a CEO in a dynamic worker-owned yes. cooperative? Are there parallels there? Yeah, that- because cause I was um, I was self-employed. I, I had a, yeah. Uh, so my own business meant that I was doing my own project planning. I was doing my own logistics, doing my own finances, doing my own. <laughs> yeah, you get a yeah. – anybody in um, – being a sole trader, you you sort of are across everything. Um, I'm very yeah. I'm very happy that one of our other governing fellows is Adam um, Binks, and he's an accountant. So he's a long term friend of Andre's, uh, and he was keen to join up with us. Um, and he he's our accountant, so he works in the business, which may, means that he's part of the worker own business, um, and he helps us with all of the finance stuff. Because even though, yes, as a sole trader, you get to know all the finances, it doesn't necessarily mean you like doing it. So. <laughs> or that, yeah, or that you should. I mean, you should be on, yeah, you should be on top of the numbers, but maybe, yeah. yeah. Oh, goodness. Let it, letting go, it's hard, yeah. you know, and, um, and, and, if, and, and affording it. Sometimes, it's, you know, it's, it, yeah. it's the reality is so you was, just have to do it. Was it was really lovely handing that part over to somebody else and um, getting another opinion. And he's been, yeah, he's been really, really good. Running as a sole trader, to be able to expand, I would have had to have started to do things differently. And I suppose part of me was a bit scared about doing that and part of me was, do I have the energy to do it as well? Mm, um, yeah. So so when Andre was going from being a sole trader into becoming a cooperative, I saw that as a better opportunity to become involved with that because of the support that you've got. You've yeah. you've immediately got the other directors, governing fellows alongside you um, and then being able to bring on people in time um, to do specific jobs, whether that they come in casual, part-time or full-time and hopefully eventually become members as well um, means that it's not entirely up to you all the time about all the all the decisions yeah it's it's the evolution if there's a a business that that you know can be built you can't you know, you, there's a point for every business where it'll outgrow yeah. the founder or the founders or the team and they, yeah. so you just got you got to keep adapt uh, well you got to keep bringing in the other resources and yes. so yeah um your parting words of encouragement. What, what are um, in the series? We're going to we're going to cover quite a few uh, industries, and and one of the, you know the points of this is that you're in um, you know sustainability and and uh, technical uh, engineering. Yes. So you know the cooperatives, worker owned, employee owned. Um, other models they can be you know they can be for a lot of different businesses which I find really yes. exciting and and I think is you know is is a real is part of the the future of cooperatives and mutuals because in in communities that one of the biggest challenges we have is the transition of existing businesses from owners to the next generation and there's a lot of communities are going to see businesses fold they'll see new ones start to replace them but they'll see a lot of businesses fold. Who, who don't transition well and, and, and you're going to pay for that in terms of um, you know, lack of service, lack of amenity or, yeah. so new models to own them are I do important. think cooperatives does fit that 
um, having that longevity is there, um, but also leaving behind a legacy. I might not always be involved in Galactic Cooperative. I will be always down as one of the founding members, but I would hope that this would – I'm just one of the founding members. This, is, this, can, this can grow, this can move on and change with the people that come in. Yeah, no, that, I, I, that's that's an incredibly important point you've raised there, Kate. That it's that sort of baked in um, uh, legacy almost. There's a, you know, there's a lot more structure around you know these cooperatives mm-hmm. that you know you got a lot of effort yeah. to set it up as we talked about. So you know, as opposed to just maybe setting up a company and uh, and and closing it down when you've you know when you're done with it. nothing nothing wrong with that but yeah, you're that's right, right that's really quite profound Kate um thank you so much for your time today <laughs> do you want to just um tell tell us the the name and, and the website of your business before you go and we have a new website about to be launched which will tell everybody all about us but uh yeah if you look up um galactic cooperative I think at the moment it's a Google page, but um, uh, it uh, is a Google page. I can confirm that. Yeah, but um, very soon we will be launching a, a another a, a different website, um, and we're all very excited about that. We're also hoping to have a bit of a shop on there as well for our um, laboratory customers. Um, Excellent. Yeah. And, and you're happy for people to reach out to you directly? Yes. Yes. Is that? I'm happy with that. Yeah. Yeah, and right. that can so be we'll, Kate, kate.b at galacticcooperative.com is my email. Okay, and all right, and as I said, I'll definitely put the notes up um, uh, when the when the podcast comes up. So, mm. Kate, thank you so much for your time and engagement. I, I know everyone listening will, will take a lot from that, so thank you. And, and good luck with Galactic. What a... <laughs> Yeah, what a what a um, appropriate name for an for a big enterprise in the making. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> All the best. Thank you. Well, what a great conversation! And thanks for listening in to this episode, which is part of a four part series on co ops, brought to you by Michael Kerr at Small Business Banter and the BCCM, the Business Council of Cooperatives and Mutuals. And if you're interested in setting up or running your existing cooperative, we love to help you and we have lots of tools, information and advisors. You can find everything you need to know about how to contact us on our website, which is bccm.coop. That's co-op or coop. And you can listen to the rest of this interview or search up any of the others on Small Business Banter on your favourite podcast app. 